as soon as you are engaged, you've got family members, friends, everyone has their say like on a wedding. Everyone, everyone is a guru on planning a wedding until they're not, right? But I just urge you to follow these steps and think about what really is important to you guys and plan a wedding that, that incorporates like your personalities. And that could be adding things in that are special to you. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning a perfect wedding. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. Mate, how you been? Good, Timothy. I have been doing well. What's been happening in your world? You've been back shooting weddings again? Back into it, hey? Back into it. Back into it. Yeah, it wasn't too much of a of a break. Like there was a there was a couple of a couple of weeks break in between. But um it was still had a couple of weddings like in between my winter period. But feeling rejuvenated, feeling fresh. I worked through my backlog. Um still got still got a few. But, you know, it's a, it's a good amount. It's a good amount. <laughs> until it gets hectic in like until a it gets of hectic, time, yeah. Until a couple of weeks time and we'll be like snowed under. But yeah, it's good. It's what we like to hear. How about yourself, uh, mate? How about yourself? I am pretty on top of my backlog, which is nice. I don't know. I kind of just been, I didn't really have a break at all. I probably had one weekend off maybe and then the rest was just rolling on through it this year, which is nice. Uh, but definitely next year planning to... Have a few weeks off because obviously with the podcast, there's a few things we're <laughs> trying to do and uh, we need some time to be able to do those things. So that's probably, that's something that will happen in the future and trying to plan ahead of time to have some room for these things to happen. Right. Well, I've, I've actually got a couple of holidays even. Yeah, I've got a few. I've got a four day weekend up in Foster, actually in two weeks, which is going to be pretty cool. We're taking the fam, we're going to go camping, take the Live camp the trailer. Dream. How good? Hire a boat, do some fishing on Wallace Lake, which will be cool. The girls, um, the girls haven't Who'd been on go? a boat yet. Oh, really? That's yeah. fine. Well, Ollie's already been on a, uh, just letting you know, Ollie's already been on a giant boat. It's called a ferry, uh, in case you haven't heard one of them before. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, fair enough. Fair enough. He went, on, he went on one of them within like, I don't know, like I think me and Jess just got sick of being at home one day. We were like, let's just go over to Manly or something. <laughs> so <laughs> jumped on a train, then jumped on a ferry. Like, so that was a bit of fun. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, about nice. it. The know, girls are always like, oh, can we buy a boat? Can we buy a boat? I'm like, do you want a, a caravan or a boat? And they're like, a yeah, boat. Boats. Boats. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lovely. But, oh, um, mate, what are we, what are we chatting about today? What are we chatting about today? Today we are talking about, it's probably a, a bit of a spicy topic out there, I suppose. Yeah. A topic that we, I guess we always jokingly talk about, I mean, most meetings and things like that. And we're talking about how can you include your partner in, I guess, your wedding planning process. And so we've come up with five steps on how you guys out there listening can do that because it shouldn't really be a one person situation, you know, in terms of the planning process. Yeah. It's a marriage. It's marriage. And look, let's be honest, ladies out there, like typically you do, you do take reins in this. Uh, this is going to be interesting coming from two blokes, two married blokes, but, mm. <laughs> but we've seen enough that, you know, we think that there is definitely some ways, definitely some challenges, but there's definitely some ways that you can include a couple of things into your wedding planning journey 
that will create a more unified event and more unified day because you both have an insight. You both have had a say to some of the things that are going on, but they're hard conversations at first, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that for most guys, you're like, I suppose, speaking beyond on behalf of the fellas in the house, uh, you know, like most of the time we're just like, oh yeah, we trust you and you've got a vision and like, you know, I'm just here to <laughs> kind of just support you and say, yes, I guess it comes back to that old classic joke where it's, everyone's like, it's always like, yes, dear is the answer to everything. Uh, I suppose that like gone are the days of that I'd hope. And, you know, you do have to have an opinion, you know, me and Tim definitely, I suppose when we chat with couples, we do see quite often that it is nice to get the opinion from both sides. And sometimes they're aligned and sometimes there's a few little things that you know the other person may want i feel like a lot of the times like the blokes may like put up a bit of a wall they're just like yep whatever she wants like that's fine like i'll just rock up just tell me what to do and when you dig a little bit deeper it's certainly not the case yeah there are some things there that are important to a male that are important to a bloke and it's his wedding just as much as it's the bride's or if we're talking about same-sex couples, each partner has their own views, all right? They have their own priorities. And even if it's something that's not necessarily discussed, there's still that subconscious feeling that I wish it was kind of more aligned with what I wanted. So it's not necessarily one-sided as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in. So we've got, uh, yeah, I said five steps that we think will help you guys kind of get to this position where you can work together to plan your wedding. So step number one is we're just starting off at the very start. So like the vision board or the negotiables and the non-negotiables that we talk about a lot on the podcast and something like that, just to start off very fresh and new, if you're like nearly engaged or you're fairly early on in your wedding planning process, having the chat about negotiables and non-negotiables and taking into account both of your opinions and then maybe putting it into a bit of a vision board or into a bit of like a brainstorm or whatever that may look like for you guys in the way that you all want to plan. Yeah, definitely. But you do need to have that conversation. You do need to come together and just have a general chat about what are the things that are important to you. Have a list. We mentioned it like much earlier in one of our episodes when we spoke about finding out what is important to your wedding day and to in part of your wedding planning journey. And it's really figuring out what are your negotiables and what are your non-negotiables, all right? That is only one part of it, but you need to have a chat and overarching, taking a bird's eye view of your wedding day and figuring out what are the things you want, what are the things you don't want, what do you envision at this early stage, just so you can get clear on what that may look like. Absolutely. You want to make it unique to you as well, like and to both of you, not just person who is planning hopefully this conversation will open up the doors so you're both planning together you're both adding unique elements from both of your yeah. sides of your brains uh, <laughs> and together and here we are we're coming in and we're going to make an event that is both yeah. unique for both of you so yeah i think it's like uh, you will definitely find that there is some you'll uncover some surprising things for sure yeah there's, I feel like the surprising one is always like, oh, you know, I don't want to do a first dance or I want to do a first dance, things like that. Like, And most of the time you just assume the other person either does or doesn't want to do it. So that's kind of like a topic on the photographer side of the world where I have that conversation. I'm like, there's zero pressure. You don't have to do one at all. But if you want to do one or if you don't want to do one, just let me know. And there's always, I feel like there's this bit of this look at each other and there's always like, someone is always like, oh yeah, we're doing one, like just assuming it or someone's like, oh no, we're not doing one. And the other person's like, oh, but I wanted to, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's always, I do find that's always funny. So, you know, having those conversations about some of those formalities and I guess the, the traditions, quote unquote, that have been yeah. going on for years on years, are they both 
like, yeah. uh, for both of you, are they important? You know, have yeah. that conversation. That's the non-negotiable, negotiable yeah. kind of stuff that you can chat about. Yeah, like, um, I want to get married on private property. And yeah. maybe the other partner's like, I want to get married in the church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I want to elope. I don't want to elope. You know, there's so many things you can chat about. But I think that having this conversation early is amazing. I think having that conversation with both of you at the same time and get out a pen and paper, get out a beer, a wine, whatever that may be, go out for coffee, do something like that, that is going to help you relax and really enjoy the process because it can become stressful. Like I remember when me and my wife were talking about it, our planning situation and uh, when we first started off early days, like we had no idea what we wanted to do. And I feel like that became a stress factor and it became like almost like started a few arguments because we were so worried about trying to like tick all these boxes and we were a bit overwhelmed at the start. So I think if I had my time again, I'd be definitely sitting down. I'd be trying to stay calm and level-headed and just really put our ideas onto paper so we had a clear vision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like I like, that would have definitely helped us. Back then, I think I took more of like a, like a backseat role. Kate gave me a couple of tasks to do. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I'll get these done. Like, you look after, you know, the main things. 99% of it. I'll do this <laughs> I'll 1%. just pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll find the tie that I want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it definitely needs to be a collaborative approach for sure, just so you can express your individual styles, come together, find common ground, and really start to narrow in on what is important for you both. So, Absolutely. Hope that step one helps you guys into the start of that process. Step two. Step two is all about as you really start to narrow down what you want, these tasks are going to build up, right? There's going to be a lot of things that you need to do. There's a lot of research tasks. There's a lot of conversations that you need to have. And step two is about delegating these tasks. Take some responsibility and take some control. Perhaps you do a few things, your partner does a couple of things, and you come in and just check in with each other, see where you're at, and hopefully move that needle forward a bit. So delegate, check in. Love it. And like really, if you are out there and you are the main person potentially doing all the organizing and planning. From my point of view, sometimes as well, I was like, when I, I remember like just taking it back again to me and like what happened, I was like, sometimes like, just tell me what you want me to do. And I know that that kind of goes against what most people out there are doing at the moment in terms of the planning, because they were like, well, if you want to be involved, you'd show some interest. I still think that sometimes the delegation part of it is great. Give the, the other person a role to do something, tick that box, get it done. You'll enjoy the process more because it's the, like, you're not in charge of the whole emailing back and forth people and things like that. So maybe that's where like in the past, uh, people have definitely got like a joint email that always does help. So then you can work together in replying to people and you can still keep your eyes over it if that's something you want yeah. to do. That's a, that's a good point yeah. there. Like having a, a wedding-based email, right? So everything goes in, all of your like vendor documents, all of your vendor emails in that one place. And that's that you have access to, you know, both your phones, you know, both computers, et cetera. We still have our, we still use our, uh, our joint wedding email. We just named it like our family name and then like kind of just use oh, it like that. Yeah, good. And so we have like a family email that kind of we can both still look at as necessary. But yeah, super handy. So little tip for you guys listening out there. Uh, yeah. So step two is quite easy. We think in terms of, yeah, delegating and dividing, I guess, the work up so that not like, it's probably the main part of it too, is that not both of you having, sorry, not one of you are doing all of the yeah. emailing and, look, there, and there might be one of you within the relationship, you know, that have more of a knack for event planning, that have more of a knack for like negotiations and communication. And that's completely fine. But 
I think it's important just to find the tasks that you're good at. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And then just delegate, even if it's a few things, but at least it's contributing to the overall day. And maybe if you aren't that person that is keen on the event planning, maybe it's just checking in. Simple as that. Hey, just seeing how you're going with the planning. Like, you know, I know that you're all over it, but if you want to talk about something X, Y, and Z, if you want, you know, just show some general interest. I feel like that will go a long way as well. You know, yeah. give you some brownie points. So maybe <laughs> Blokes, if you're in you're, the house, <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're listening, if you're uh, if your partner is not that involved, maybe uh, just directing to this this episode, and maybe that will a uh, little hot tip will give you some brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, awesome. All right, mate. Step three. What is it? Step three is something that I feel like we've touched on a couple of, well, a little while ago now, but uh, when we had Caitlin and Aiden on and we absolutely love this idea and we definitely thought it was something to bring up in this episode. And that is a date night, a date weekend away, a date something when it comes to brainstorming more about your wedding. So try and like go away, you know, together or try and go out for dinner somewhere, sit down, no distractions around you. And really, I guess, try and have those decisions and brainstorm more about what your wedding looks like. Maybe it's what vendors you want to reach out to. Maybe it's what the day looks like. Maybe it's a color scheme. Who knows what it may be, but really be intentional about that time. Tim, tell me what's your favorite moment to capture on the day? Oof. Oof, it has to be the moment all the hard work has paid off. You're now announced married, so the celebration can begin. And what better way to come down the aisle with some eco confetti popping like it's 2007? <laughs> 2007, you say? <laughs> well, funny you say that. Imagine a one stop shop that can give you the opportunity to purchase all the little things that make your day epic. Well, the whole bride is your shop, offering everything from bridesmaids boxes your umbrellas, confetti cannons, even some sparklers and a whole lot more. Uh, even fluffy slippers? Yeah, mate, even the fluffy slippers for those toes of yours. <laughs> well, do not miss out on making your wedding day epic. Check out The Whole Bride and use our code EPIC15 to receive 15% off The Whole Bride store. Yeah, so look, there's there's a couple of things within your wedding planning journey that are, are some big decisions, right? Like we're talking about, you know, it's not a small amount of money that you are going to be spending. And there is going to be some time when you, you're really going to need to come together and figure out, like, are these the best decisions that we can make that are aligned with us and our values, and our vision for our day together? If you've got to make these decisions, why not make a day night out of it? Why not make a weekend out of it? And props to Caitlin and Aiden, because... It just worked so well for them. You know, they, <laughs> I feel like they spent a lot of weekends away making these decisions, but uh, <laughs> every but, decision they made ever, they were like, let's go away on a weekend, <laughs> which is great. Um, and I'm just gone back to Comically Had a Quick Look. That's episode 35. So if you haven't listened to that one, it's definitely worth listening to. Yeah. Props, Kayla and Aiden. Absolutely love it. But yeah, look, it's a way for you guys to to really align yourself with a decision that you need to make and do it in an environment that's not your, not at home. It's not your neutral normal ground. environment. <laughs> neutral, neutral ground. <laughs> we said divide and conquer. You said divide and conquer before. I was like, oh man, this is war games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to stop the wars from happening with this yeah, episode. No wars, we promise. No wars. <laughs> But I do think like, you know, for me, like me and Jess, whenever we do go out for, for coffees and stuff like that, like we do get a lot done in terms of a conversation or even if it's like getting in the car and going for a drive together because it <laughs> sounds terrible, but when, when you're trapped in that position of like no distractions around you and you're sitting there having a genuine conversation with each other, 
I do think that those times you do kind of tick a lot of boxes. So yeah, it's easy to I'm get lost fan. in the the mundane day to day activities. Um, Sitting uh, on the couch watching TV, trying to discuss the wedding. It doesn't really uh, go that well. Yeah, does it? don't don't necessarily do that. Yeah, like for the for the many reasons that we spoke about. Like I just feel he's so much. Like how often do you get away as well? You know. A weekend away, a date night can do so, so much wonder like to your mental health and to the relationship. And look, this is coming from, you know, a dad with two girls that are two and three, almost three and four. And man, like we had a date night the other week and went and seen Luke Combs. And yeah, you did. It was the <laughs> man, like I can't even remember the last like, actual date night that we had where we didn't have to worry about like thinking about the kids. Because even when we go out for a couple of hours, even if it's like for a dinner, we're still like, Oh man, like, what are the kids like? We miss them already. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Like, we're not at that stage yet. Hopefully, we will be soon. But yeah, we, I definitely am longing for a bit of that. That'd be nice. And yeah. So, yeah. thank us later when you make some big decisions and that you're happy to actually make them because you've gone through the pros and the cons. You understand what you want. You know, you know, you've got your overarching vision board where you understand, you know, the things that you want, the things that you don't want, and what's important. So, like having a date night and making those big decisions really moves the needle forward in your wedding planning. And to be honest, like I, we've had couples that have planned a wedding in a couple of months. One of the most like insane weddings that I've ever gone to, it was planned in 10 weeks, which is crazy. The best part about that uh, speed process is that you don't have the position to have, I guess, decision paralysis. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you kind of have to make decisions and you have to make the right decisions fast. So yeah, it is a bit of a benefit to, I guess, having that quick turnaround. And some people work better on a tight schedule and that's okay. So you have to know what works best for you. Step number four that we have, which we do love, and I do love this kind of like the opportunity to do this. And that is called like, I guess, vendor meetings, catching up with the potential vendors you may want and really getting to know them, you know, jump on a call with your vendors and don't be scared to ask all of the questions because for me as a vendor, whenever I jump on those calls, I absolutely love it because I get to see your faces. I get to interact with you guys. You get to know who I am and you get to see my personality. And you're really going to know after that call whether our, I guess, our personalities align, whether we vibe with each other, whether you really understand us, but also we get to understand you a little bit more. I always try and take notes in those meetings so that I get to kind of like see the interaction between you two. And we could just answer a heck of a lot of questions in a very quick time. Yeah, it's a good way to understand who is the vendor that you are meeting, like what is their vibe. And it's outside, like it's it's separate to, you know, the service that they're providing. So especially when it comes to the vendors that you're spending a lot of time with, yes, right, you you love their work, but it is just as important to understand who they are as people, especially when they're going to be with you for your, you know, one of the most important days of your life. So it's really important to Think about, am I going to be happy having this person around on one of the best days of my life? And are they going to elevate my wedding day? Absolutely. And also, I would even go so far to say, like, if you vibe with that person, no matter, maybe no matter how much they charge, but the money part of it shouldn't be as much of an issue, especially if you're vibing with that person. Because at the end of the day, you could pick someone else who may be more cost-effective and more affordable for you guys, but you have nothing bloody in common with them or you don't vibe with them at all. And therefore, it's going to be really hard in the future as you're planning your wedding to really align with this person, no matter how cheap they are and how much it saved you potentially. Yeah. So that's just a little hot tip there. Golden nugget is to make sure you do these meetings together. 
Okay. Absolutely. That's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast, right? We want to make sure that you guys are sitting down together. You're being intentional about the time and you're being intentional about the time you're trying to, I guess, like find the vendors that really align with both of you. Because for me, whenever I sit down with one person, I know that that, that person who I sit down with has to go and convey everything I've said to their partner and then they make a decision together. It just becomes another step that is unnecessary for you guys. So yeah, hot tip. That one is for sure. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, love that. What's uh, what's number five, mate? Lucky last. Number five is personal touches. And for that, it's a big topic and there's a lot to go around that. But I guess just to keep it kind of like real simple in a sentence, like the personal touches are the things that you should be including in your wedding um, on the day itself. So like whether that's, you know, what beers you're drinking, what wines you're drinking, whether that's the colors, whether that's the suits, whether that's anything that is special or personal to you that you can include on your wedding day, have that conversation early on and see what you can do to come up with that. It's quite important to really understand the significance. Like this last step takes everything that we've spoken about and really puts it into perspective in terms of the things that are important to you, but like how can you add your uniqueness, your personality into your wedding day? And that might be straying away from some of the like so-called like traditions like in weddings, like don't want a cake, don't have a cake. If you don't want to miss out on canapes, you don't have to miss out on canapes. If you want a, a champagne tower as you come down the aisle, let's do that. It's all these little things that add up to making your wedding day unique, making your wedding day epic for you. Absolutely. And imagine how much more excited you would be if you have the opportunity to do mm. things that you actually want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like the Obvious. amount of times that people turn up to weddings and they're like, oh, it's just like I'm here because like my partner's planned it. Like that's not what you want. And if that's what you're doing, change it early on in your planning process. Yeah. I I always find it it's really it's really interesting when we jump on jump on a call and if it's a call like in terms of like developing the run sheet. Okay. And we're talking about how can we like best include the things that you want to include in your wedding day and making sure that there's enough time to do that while also ensuring that no need to be stressed about anything because we're making some time for it. But then sometimes it's like, all right, well, we do want to get to canapes, but like we also want to have time to maybe go off site, get some like really nice photos. I'm like, well, why don't we do both? And it's always interesting when the penny drops at that point. And you're like, well, what, we can do that? We can actually do that? Yes, you can do that. It is your <laughs> wedding. Like, I love it. It really puts a smile on my face because it, it's it's also different. It makes it unique. Like, I'm not doing the same thing as well when, as a couple, you're coming together and you're adding in the things that are important to you both. I love it when uh, when couples go, hey, Matt, just so you know, we want to do this. Or, hey, Matt, just checking, are we able to do this? You know, and asking the question and pushing the boundaries and pushing, the, you know, breaking open the barriers, I suppose, in a sense of like what is typically done week in and week out. And asking the question. And I love that because I'm always like, hell yeah. And I'm way more excited for that wedding because they're doing something that they're genuinely excited about. We've harped on about that a lot. And what's like, your, there's not much, yeah. Give me an example of, I suppose, a couple that have just like completely done exactly what they wanted and it's worked out for the better on their wedding day. I have an example of a couple that I shot the other week. Uh, these guys were like so nervous about the ceremony and they were just like, oh my goodness, where what they decided to do in the end is they planned their whole entire day to elope in the afternoon. And so what happened was I met up with these guys in the afternoon. We met up with the celebrant. They got married 
the two of them, I was a witness and there was another witness there and that was it. And then they actually organized a surprise engagement party for that night. And so, sorry, surprise engagement party, is that the right word? No. Oh yeah, there was an engagement party slash surprise reception. That's probably the better way to say that, right? So they had an engagement party planned. They told a few people because some people came into state and things like that for this engagement party. So they wanted to tell them that it was actually a reception and they're getting married and keep it a secret. But they walked on in and they surprised everybody with at the engagement party that they were fully dressed in a wedding outfit. And they had an MC say, oh, welcome the new Mr. and Mrs. blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened. And that's how they kind of like showed everybody that they were married. Like for these guys, they had so much anxiety around that ceremony that they were like, we want to just make it special. Let's like make sure we get all of like the ceremony done. Let's get some photos together. Then we can go back. And they even made sure they had time to go back to their apartment and they went and had a drink together, chilled out together for half an hour, 45 minutes before they walked into the reception. Well, so okay, that's pretty cool. That's huge. That's huge. So I think if, if you're a couple listening, if you're a, a bride or a groom listening and you know you have, you know, potentially some anxiety around a certain aspect of, you know, a part of the wedding day, like the ceremony. And like your example here is that that couple decided for them that they will go back to a like, quote unquote, like safe, like safe place have a drink and then come back out when, when they're ready. It's, it, it actually that, is. Isn't yeah, that lit? It's like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's love, something that, it, it, that. it's something that I think is underrated and people don't think it's possible. I, I do have one other example. And this one's probably a different example and it's on the other extreme end. Quite similar still in a sense of like, you know, these guys were not overly keen to kind of do a ceremony in front of a whole lot of people. So what the, and then they also know that I guess like, for them, they knew that one part of the two of them, does that make sense? Well, one one of the partners, I don't want to like name people. So I'm trying to be like... <laughs> yeah, one partner. Bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one one of the partners was a little bit like, he gets really over, like gets tired and he doesn't really, is like not over keen on hanging out with guests the whole entire afternoon, if that makes sense. He's quite introverted, wants a bit of space to just like decompress and relax. So what he's decided to do is he's gone, all right, let's do a ceremony quite early in the day, knowing it's early. And then let's do some photos early in the day too. And then I want to go and have like two or three hours to just relax before the reception kicks off and goes wild. And I'm like, that's amazing. Let's do it. You know, and they were kind of like a bit hesitant thinking that I wouldn't be keen for that. Like at the end of the day, if that's what they want and that's what they're going to do, great. Let's have that conversation. Let's talk about it. But let's try and see how we can make this work. So like for some people, they just don't cope hanging out and having like too much extroverted time, I suppose, um, with yeah. everybody wanting a piece of them. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult. Like I understand like the pressure that's placed because as soon as you are engaged, you've got family members, friends, everyone has their say like, on a wedding. <laughs> everyone, everyone is a guru on planning a wedding until they're not bright. But I just urge you to follow these steps and think about what really is important to you guys and plan a wedding that, that incorporates like your personalities. And that could be adding things in that are special to you. It could be including more time for you to do potentially absolutely nothing. If that's going to elevate your wedding day, find vendors that want to allow that and elevate that experience for you. And I think that really is the key to making sure you have a wedding day that is just so uniquely you and so special to you. And after that day and years to come, you've got to think about my wedding day was amazing. Like how, you know, like we, last week we spoke about, about regrets. This is, you know, how we can avoid those regrets. Absolutely. And it's something that I think if you're, 
tag teaming together. You're doing this together. You're helping each other out in terms of the planning process. You're both going to be very aligned in the way that the wedding comes together. And I think if you are both on the same page, you're both doing this, like, you know, you both understand what you're working towards and why you're doing it, your wedding is going to be bloody amazing. And that's what we want for you guys. So I guess let's just reiterate those steps really quickly. We're just going to run over them. So step number one, we are talking about the vision board and the negotiables and the non-negotiables. And I guess how you guys can come together to really plan that wedding from day one. Step number two, we're talking about kind of like delegating and working together on, I guess, reaching out to people and really kind of like not leaving it up to one person for the whole emailing situation. Step number three, we're talking about brainstorming and like a date night or a weekend away and really getting together to, I guess, be intentional about the decisions you're making. Step four is meeting up with your vendors asking them all the questions and step number five, personal touches and making sure you are doing things that are unique to you on your wedding day. Nailed it, mate. Absolutely love it. So good. And look, we hope that this episode has brought you guys some value. We really appreciate you guys listening. So if you have been loving what you've been listening to today, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would always be great. We do love to read them out. Um, I don't know. We always joke about giving you something away. Maybe we will one day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just give a quiet mention to some of the podcast sponsors as well. So if you need confetti, and specifically sustainable eco confetti, the whole bride has you covered. You can get 20% off if you use the promo code that we have, which is EPIC20. So hopefully you guys will love that and that is helpful for you. They do a whole bunch of different stuff too, which, you know, like, like outside robes, of just the confetti. Clutches yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff cool. that us all boys the don't know about. How, how sick are the slippers? <laughs> all the slippers, yeah. We should, I should get you some of that for Christmas, baby. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we do love the whole braid. So make sure you check them out. Their details are in the show notes below. They are someone that is creating great products that we get to use a lot. Amazing. But until next time, mate, I'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Are you sick of the plain old written guest book that you'll never, ever read again? Yeah, absolutely. I actually don't think I've seen mine since my wedding night, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I've seen mine either, which is really interesting. But imagine capturing your guest voices with a retro phone that's a bit more epic and receiving all the recordings as an online gallery. That sounds absolutely amazing. Imagine all the, like different voices you'll get to uh, hear from everybody some of the the drunken ones and then also grandma maybe leaving you a (laughs) a cute and romantic one as well sentimental voice memos from nan and from family members and then just imagine the boys giving you an absolute roasting (laughs) so good well check out off the hook use our code mi50 and get yourself a sneaky 50 dollar discount